Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? It's the Melchester Odyssey again. Um... I have in my left hand the 2nd of July 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. What was it? I said last week, Sam, when I talked about the addition of new content into this, this comic in, the, in the, uh, the shape of the Apprentice's story, the three pages of fucking old tut from Roy of the Rovers in the 1950s that nobody had really asked for. Recycled in, in garbage. Black and white. What did I say? Reheated cabbage. I said I smell a price rise and look at the front yeah. of this 20 pence it's gone up by 2 pence fuckers and um, are we getting value for money I mean 2 two, two pence from 18 pence what's that that's like a 10% increase or summer. that's significant yeah so uh, significant yeah but thing is Royal the Rovers at this age at this age had us in its grasp so it had us it had us by our little undescended ball bags I wasn't going to say that you did but I'll give you the opportunity to say that yeah yours might have descended by then as you know I had problems with yeah. my second testicle yeah it had to be forcibly descended yeah some years after this though to be fair about four years after this so it, it, it had us by the tiny tiny marble like balls that we mm. possessed and two pence a week just gonna have to suck it up aren't we it's a little bit like the um energy price rises we've just all gone through yeah i mean it might have been a knock on printing costs might have increased staffing costs might have increased ink costs you know all this shit it was 1983 so it was a turbulent time economically wasn't it Thatcherism uh, yeah and all that uh maybe roy just wanted to trouser a few more quid each week new expenses now that he's at walford rovers yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, it's, it promises us inside uh, Willie Miller with the Cup Winners' Cup. Oh, yeah, Aberdeen. He just won that, Captain Willie Miller. Yeah. He was he was a pretty big deal at this stage. I mean, Scottish football was almost bigger than English well, football in European, 1983. European trophies and everything, weren't they? There he is, there's Alex Miller. Ferguson, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen, Dundee Windy. United, they were they were the two big ones. Rangers and Celtic were kind of dwarfed a bit by. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a documentary about that, isn't there? I think I've seen it. There's a great series about Scottish football that was on BBC Scotland. It was like a three part series. Um, so yeah, that covers all of that. 
So there we are, that's what's inside. And on the front cover, of course, is the beginning of this week's Roy the Rover story. And when I first looked at this, I thought, hang on, I've missed an issue here. Something's happened from the end of the previous week before this, because this this has just got nothing to do with the cliffhanger. At the end of the last one, in case you'd forgotten, uh, Roy received a phone call from his mother-in-law to say that Penny had <laughs> fucked off to Crete again. And she was loving it. Oh, that yeah. fucking mother-in-law. And when you think of the things that she's got out of Penny being married to Roy. Mm-hmm. She's been on holidays, had things bought for her that she can never fucking believe. And don't think that she doesn't lord it around Melchester oh, yeah. either. Increasing status. Jump, totally. jump in the queue at the bakers yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. right? But she, at the same time, she fucking gives... She loves it when there's a factor in their marriage. She's like, oh dear, Roy. Once again, gone wrong? Penny has been forced to fuck off to Crete. And that's your fault. Yeah. I can't blame her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jesus Christ, I'm trying my best here. And I expect in three days' time, Roy, I'll be going to join her to help out with the kids. Yeah, But in truth, exactly. I'll be soaking up the, the rears and enjoying the all-inclusive And with any luck, now Penny's dad, who we have to assume is dead on account of the fact that he has never appeared in this strip once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will be trying to get myself some Shirley Valentine Greek waiter cock. Greek finger in action. <laughs> at your expense Roy your expense it'll be on your fucking credit card that I'll be buying my air ticket and your credit card that I will be buying the Retzos and Uzo that will oil the wheels of my Greek Shirley Valentine beach fingering <laughs> and while, while I've been fingered round the back of that restaurant I will think of you Roy and I hope you think that's weird because it is <laughs> It fucking is. But I will not be thinking of you in an erotic sense either. I will be fucking laughing at the fact that you're footing the bill for this fucking... and not making an old woman very fucking happy. I'll be thinking of you solely as a benefactor. Although maybe for one or two fleeting seconds, I will imagine you as a sexual partner. Sexually. Deal with that. Your horrible, big, sweaty fucking face and what it looks like when you are pumping my daughter. <laughs> So, yeah, that's Leave what it out, Penny's mum. You've said enough. You've made your point. <laughs> no, he calls her mum, doesn't he? He called her mum the oh, last yeah. one on the phone. Oh, come on, mum. What have I done now? But <laughs> on the front cover of the following week, Roy is he's in a crowd of pressmen, journalists and photographers, and somehow he is raised up above them all He's taller than all of them. I don't know what he's standing on. Perhaps he's standing on the he's back of one of them. He's raised up like an angry stag. He's raised up to his full length. And <laughs> maybe maybe he's standing on the on the trampled body of one of them. But No, if you look at the speech bubble in the bottom left, you, no, just the, the speech bubble that's over his stomach, you'll find out why he's oh, yeah. sort of yeah. managed to erect himself in this way. <laughs> yeah. It's a great quote for a cover. So, Roy... Um, he is enraged as enraged as one man can be who's wearing a red v-neck sweater with a white open neck shirt underneath it's a it. golfing sweater it's and golfing, golfing shirt yeah. isn't it he's always the thing about Roy is when he's not in his kit he is always golf ready we've discussed this before haven't yeah. we like he doesn't leave any leave the home unless he's golf ready I bet he's always got those spiked shoes on as well it's his standard afternoon wear 
PM where because um, he never knows he could be in the feathers just having a drink but he never knows when someone might call up and invite him to a charity golf match or pro celebrity yeah, yeah. thing or something and the thing about and he just likes to be ready the thing about the golf course is there's lots of woods surrounding it as well so sometimes mm. things need to be done under the guise of a round of golf I'll go for a um, round of golf I actually know a drug dealer who operates solely off of his local golf course really so yeah so he, he's, his place of work is the golf course right and he, he goes there every day it's quite it's a member's place mm-hmm. he goes there every day and um, he like just goes there as breakfast or whatever and then he just plays you know a leisurely what is it 18 yeah, holes? holes yeah 18 holes and if you need to see him and do any business well you better fucking join the golf club and come on there or send someone who does because you're out and about you're on the phone you're quite sort of remote mm-hmm. You're out of the you're out of the eye line. I mean, until I exposed him, it was the perfect gig. But yeah, now, now here I am yeah. saying that he is a there is a <laughs> drug dealer on the golf course. So he's actually playing golf. I assumed he might be like hiding in the woods or something, and people would like dive out. No, from I the think he's. I don't know. Maybe he's got the drugs in his golf bag. Wow. People just think he's a full-time golfer, man yeah, of leisure, which he basically golf. is because yeah, he's, yeah. he's got he's got plenty of dough. He's combining business and pleasure. Yeah, yeah modern, it's a good idea. A, a modern businessman. So anyway, Roy is in his PM where um, and he has hold of uh, a camera, which he seems to, his, his hand and arms seem to be shaking with rage. Um, and Everything. So his face is the only thing that's remained sort of unaffected by his state is, of course, his hair. Yeah, which is never out of place. No matter. Even when he had, a, even when he got shot and was dying. I mean, he got shot in the hair. Yeah. But by the time he was in the ambulance, his hair had sort of settled back down into a perfect bouffant, like the one you used to see. It's like that. It's very much the style you used to see in, in the window of a barber shop, isn't it? Completely. So it says at the top, it says, since leaving Melchester to become player manager of Walford Rovers, life had become one big problem for Roy Race. <laughs> <laughs> life is one, one big, big problem. problem. Even his relations with the sporting press had become a little strained, exclamation mark. <laughs> and underneath the rows of speech bubble and Roy saying, that does it, you news hounds have pestered me long enough. <laughs> news hounds. <laughs> <laughs> and I use that, I use that term pointedly because you are nothing but fucking dogs. Dogs on the street. Rabid dogs. Pig faces. So he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's grabbed this camera. The the news hounds, one of them there right at the front is wearing a blue suit with his press badge adorning (laughs) it. Uh, One behind him is wearing a sheepskin coat. Um, And they're in various stages of uh, journal dress. Uh, but he's, he's waving the camera and one of them there has got a very very dramatic fringe he looks a bit like um, Jerry Lewis in the 1950s yeah um, <laughs> he, he says hey that's my photographic case you're standing on <laughs> not my case he no. wants to be specific that's my photographic case not my everyday with case. my photographic equipment it's a tool of my trade <laughs> If um, you destroy that, I shall be suing you for the full cost. You can go to prison. Minus wear and tear, obviously. You can go to prison for obstructing Her Majesty's press. <laughs> and then the other one, whose camera it was, says, My camera! He's going to smash it! <laughs> right, it's just... The mental cunt. He looks like... Uh, mo- he looks like Godzilla. 
to me a little bit. Yeah, he's got he's gone Mecha Roy. Yeah. And then at the bottom right, there is um, uh, just a rectangular panel. It's just a close-up on Roy's face, but it's it's kind of shrouded partially in darkness. There's a Part shadow shadowed. cast over him, which is a metaphor, mm. I believe. Uh, mm. And he's thinking the two sides of Roy. Yeah, he's thinking, "What am I doing? Me, Roy Race, the man who's supposed <laughs> to set an example to every young footballer in the land." Even <laughs> even thinks about himself in the third person. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, don't pick yourself up much, mate. The, yeah. the man who's supposed the to best, set an example. Widely regarded as the best man in the whole country. <laughs> um. And he's he's thinking, what have I done? So then, that's the front cover. It's a great cover, by the way. Um, and and the, the weather. Look, there's really there's grey dark clouds over the car park of Walford Rovers as well, which which signify the darkness that is engulfing Roy's soul at the moment. Um, so we turn over into the two the double page spread inside, and just glancing at it without going any further, all I'll say, Sam, is aye aye. Uh-oh. I bloody lost it here. You've lost here it. Go. Just, okay. just my first impression of just looking at the two pages. I'm thinking, aye, aye. We'll come to why. Oh, we'll come yes. to why. Something's afoot here. Yeah, we'll come to lit. We'll come While to... the cat's away, uh, oh, Roy will on. play. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, all, right, all, right. all in good time. All in good time. So, uh, <laughs> continue from front cover. Uh, Roy has calmed down. And he's handing the camera back to the photographer. He says, uh, oh, sorry, chum, I, I don't know what came over me. If the camera has suffered any damage, dot, dot, dot. Fucking hell. <laughs> he's immediately thinking legal. He's thinking... I better fucking... I better appease this situation yeah. double quick. Just play nice. Thing I, need I haven't quite won over the local constabulary here in Wolford. <laughs> In, in Melchester, it wouldn't have been a problem for a minute. I was straight on the phone to the chief constable and, you know, he could pretty much write... And he, he has. I mean, there is no crime that he hasn't had to write off for me and or Blackie. But, Walford, I'm still working on that situation. Baby steps. Better make nice with the cunts. <laughs> so the camera... Got to get fucking deep into the local Rotary Club. <laughs> the photographer says, looks OK to me. Now... What about Penny and the twins? <laughs> I'd start swinging again if I was Roy at this point. What the <laughs> fuck has it got to do with you? Um, Don't. If you mention my fucking family <laughs> once more, I will fucking rip your throat out, you sunshine. Take that Sorry. Name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry, I don't know what came over me there. That was not on. It was an overreaction. But I am fucking telling you once more and for the last time. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry. It's been a very... I will eat your balls in front of everyone, <laughs> straight off of the body. Oh. I'll gnaw them off like a fucking angry like Spanish a, dog. Like a fucking shish kebab. <laughs> I will skewer them and eat them raw. I'll eat them eat like I'm in one of them fucking <laughs> mad Brazilian tavernas. Uh, I'll eat them, even eating the spunk what's in them. Okay. <laughs> And you'll watch blood and spunk dribble down my fucking chin while I laugh and laugh and laugh at you. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. I won't do that. I'm sorry, sorry mate. mate. No. Uh, that just, was just completely of out of character. Oh. I need to apologise to you and everyone else who witnessed that disgusting <laughs> outburst. Well, I haven't said that. 
I cannot believe he brought Penny and the twins into it. I'll get myself riled up all over again. So I will find your mother and I will smash her in the face in front of you. With your old balls. Your dear old mum. She's done nothing, but you started this and you've only got yourself to blame. She's she's going to end up a victim here, and for what? Because you had to get your snide remark in, and now you're going to have to watch me smash your mum's face in. <sighs> Thankfully that doesn't happen, because the photographer says, uh, why have they gone on holiday to Creek without you? And Roy, Roy just says, because Penny thought I was committed to a tour of Canada with Walford. The club have released me now, but I couldn't let her know in time. And then there's a close-up. Yeah. Roy looks different in this one. I don't know if it's a different artist, but... I don't know if David Skew has been uh, otherwise engaged or, or otherwise detained. It's, it's very weird. There's been a they've done a price increase, and in the same week, the whole mm. drawing style has changed somewhat. Not yeah. radically, but it's clear Not to anyone simply. that mm. even he looks a bit different. The colours seem a little bit darker and more vibrant. Yeah. Um, Roy looks a bit different. Mm-hmm. His face shape is... I mean, Roy's face does change over the years. He looks very different if you go back to yeah. the 50s, 60s, or even 70s. Yeah, he His hairstyle changes, obviously, but also them, physically. Yeah. Like, in the 50s, he looks, like, 10 years older than he looks in the 80s. Yeah, maybe that's but just I suppose that was, that, Who. That was men in the 50s, wasn't it? They all looked older. That's true. Maybe it's just a Doctor Who thing. They just, like, rebooted him a little bit to keep him looking yeah, young the whole maybe. time, just to re- redesign. Uh, so he says, that's all there is to it. I'll probably be joining her after the benefit match for Vernon Elliott. I'm leading an international side against the Manchester first team. Sounds like he's showing off there. <laughs> oh, you know. Um, and another journal says, is it true your team will include some former Manchester players? Uh, he looks a bit pissed off at this question. He says, that depends. I haven't asked them if they'll play yet, so <laughs> if you'll excuse me... <laughs> I fucking forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, how to get yeah, to... yeah, man. Why, why don't you mind your own business? What are you, some sort of fucking journalist? Yes, I am, actually. Yeah, well, you're not a very fucking good one. Fuck off. In my mind, I was just going to do the whole thing myself. I forgot about having to pick teammates. Oh, God, those other cunts. Yeah. Fucking hell. Roy Race plus 10. Last thing I fucking need is speaking to those fucking hangers on. Oh, well. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Jalapeño. So then we see it says Roy was soon in contact with three of his old teammates and he's on the phone separately to Jeff Giles, who has a modern Noel Edmonds style trim phone. Who, uh, he and says, the, bat, the bat is really old yeah, looking. Yeah. He says, it'll, his, be a, uh, it'll be a pleasure, old son. Uh, Lofty Peak, <laughs> who we've not seen, I don't think, since that ill-fated cricket tournament previous yeah, summer. Yeah, and Lofty says, I was hoping you'd ask me, Roy. And then we have, of course, Tubby Morton oh, on the phone. Our old friend, Tubby Morton. <laughs> Tubby Morton says... Who has put on yet more weight <laughs> yeah. since we last saw him yeah. because he's now in retirement. Yeah. And he's taken the opportunity to fucking stuff his guts no, full he, of yet more cake and lard. Really, to keep in trim. He says, Something told me I wouldn't be a very popular choice, boy. to help me out on bed in the mornings because it's very problematic. How's Virgil getting on now he retired through injury that he picked up playing a cricket match that you made him play for no reason? Is he eating his lot of sausages or not so much? Has he cut you up the spoon with his calorie intake? I know, uh, if I remember right, Laverne's a black lad, isn't he? I don't know if he goes into sausages or not. I never really asked him. I mean, the sausages are mainly from British and Germans, aren't they? <laughs> I'm on the it's there all out there. If we don't eat them, it's all the more sausage for me. That's the way I say it. <laughs> live or not live. <laughs> it says... It was Roy's insistence on playing Tubby Morton in goal in preference to Charlie Carter, which had sparked off a showdown with the Melchester directors and led to Roy's departure to Walford. Yes, we know that. We know. So Roy's, Roy's looking happy. He said He's on the phone still to Tubby. He says, forget the directors. All that matters right now is Vernon Elliott, and I know he'd want you in goal, Tubby. Tubby says on the other end of the line, count me in, Roy. I can bring my own sausages. It's not a problem. <laughs> I stuff them in with the pockets of my shorts so I can eat them in the game. Well, I'm... the shorts don't have pockets, although I'll just stuff them down my shorts then into the elastic waistband of my pants. I'll have 20 or 30 before I leave the house as well, so just in case. I'll be alright. <laughs> I call it preloading. I say to the wife, I'm going to be out for a few hours, so I better preload on sausages in case I can't get my hands on any while I'm out. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll ring up one of the local Melchester journalists and I'll say, to do an interview where I say, I hope the fans don't throw sausages at me on the night <laughs> as a reaction to all the trouble because then I think counterintuitively they will throw sausages which is what I want well since I retired I've been working on a special sausage app design which is like it's like a building app right you know the type that you wear when you're on a building site but it's got a, two tubes that, that come down from the app and go into my mouth and you feed sausages into the top of the tubes 
And like while while you're fucking playing or walking along, the sausages just go into your mouth continuously. You press a button on the side, and a jet of air fires the sausage straight the into sausage your mouth. Straight into your guts. And you don't even have to chew, so it saves time. It just shoots it straight down your throat right and in into your guts. Your guts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they sorted that out then. Whoa. And then what happens oh, is, why well, it's not chewed up, but the enzymes in my guts <laughs> break it down. So I'll, and then I can, you know, evacuate it from my bowels and make room for more sausages. <laughs> it's nature's cycle, Roy. Yeah, all right. Look, look will you play or not? <laughs> Well, we will be able to have a small pit dug in the gold mouth and we can shit in in case of an emergency during the game. Oh, whatever. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, I'll look into it. I'll speak to the groundsman. You might have to bring a bucket, though. I don't know. It's not my club anymore. <laughs> so, onwards. Uh, as Roy replaced the telephone, his new secretary appeared. Oh. By the way... Read, uh, listeners, if you didn't know this, maybe you didn't, Andy, but you know that's how he met Penny. Secretary. She was no, she was secretary. secretary. Yeah. She was actually um, Ben Galloway's secretary. Right. Yeah. And he and he met her there, so he's got form. This is classic stuff. You, yeah. you pull the secretary, yeah. the secretary gets old, then you pull the next younger model, don't you? I mean, it's, it's disgusting, like but in here. those days it was pretty standard. And she's got uh, uh, long blonde hair just below shoulder length. Uh, she's wearing what looks like a very nice pink blouse. Uh, is it a dress? It might be a dress, a skirt. Yeah, and uh, not not unattractive, I would say. Uh, I think if this was maybe a Tom and Jerry cartoon, and she was a lady cat that appeared, there'd be that kind of uh, romantic swoony violin music would be played, and Tom's. Or eyes would come out as hearts. Saxophone. Wow, 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 yeah, wow. Kind of She's, She's really fit. Let's yeah, just. I'm, not, I'm trying not to be a Let's not fuck pig. around here. The new secretary's really fit. She's, I know it's sexist, but she just is. I'm sorry. I, yeah. That's to say, I personally fancy this illustration of a woman. If you look at the one halfway down on the next page, she she looks to me very much facially like Anietta Falskog from ABBA, which I am yeah, very much in favour of. So there we go. You're all there. You're there um, for that. So she comes in and she says, second delivery, Roy. Oh, she's already been in once before. Oh. Uh, must be over 200 letters. Roy is sitting at his desk sideways on with his elbow resting on the desk. He's not sitting behind the desk like a businessman would. It's a kind of a leisure stance that he's got. And he says, from all my fans in Walford, I hope. Ah, God. And, uh, whoa, over the page. She says, I wouldn't count on it. Most of the letters have Melchester postmarks. Oh, fuck, death threats. Fuck it now. <laughs> and he's, he's looking at the letters and he says, mm, seems I've still got a few friends back home. And then we see close-ups of three of the letters. Uh, and it says, but... They're all in different handwriting, which is good. Good detail. Uh, one says, mm. we thought you would miss the Rovers, Roy, but after seeing that interview on television... And then we can't see the next bit uh, because the next letter overlaps it. It says, obviously, all the support we've given you over the years meant nothing. And then the third Grow one... Grow up, you fucking babies. Fucking lampards. But that's what the yeah. Manchester fans were like, isn't it? The third one says, 
all the lads at the factory felt you had done the right thing then in fucking capital letters underlined but not now <laughs> Jesus because of that TV Christ. interview which I barely remember what he said in it it was just that yeah. he was glad to be at Walford or something fucking hell he says oh no darn it I had a feeling that television interview would get me into trouble and the secretary who I uh, don't think we know her name yet no she's not been blessed with a name she's just a woman um, and she says you mean that one you gave after your first game for Walford she's there for a little bit of exposition as well to uh, keep us going tell us what's happening he says yes the interviewer cut me off before I could say everything I wanted to say it must have made me seem utterly hard hearted which, <laughs> which is not Roy at all is it not a hard hearted man at all I dream of a world, uh, whatever your name is, I'm going to call you Sally. I dream of a world, Sally, in which there are no journalists. All they bring is trouble. <laughs> the truth is, is 99% of the masses cannot understand what men like me have to do in order to keep the wheels of the world turning. They cannot comprehend it. And frankly, the less they know about it, the better. Work by men like me... The masters of the universe, we call ourselves, uh, is best carried out in the shadows so as not to upset people. And journalists are fucking grasses at the end of the day. <laughs> I'd have them all locked up. In my utopia, which will be run by me, of course, there will be only one official news agency, similar to what they have in the Soviet Union at the moment, with their very excellent TASS service. Uh, I'll do something like that, and uh, all of the news will come directly from my mouth. Roy Race. And I will tell you now, without any shame whatsoever, most of it will be lies. Lies designed to make life simpler and easier for my people. Yours truly. <laughs> Yours truly, Roy Race. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, Mr. Race, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it fucking does at all. And where's that tea? Right, right I'm going <laughs> home now. So then we see him driving <laughs> off for Melchester, where he's still living. And she's looking out the window of the office with her, her right hand kind of resting against her cheek. She's looking concerned. She thinks, poor old Roy, he's under fire from all quarters these days. I feel really sorry for him. Maybe I'll comfort him at some point. Oh, God. Um, uh, um, maybe I should have waked him off. <laughs> There's always tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> it says it was dark by the time Roy reached Belchester. What, fucking July? How long is it right, I'm going on for a wank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on for a quick wank before I go and play in this stupid match. <laughs> and he's thinking, uh, as he's driving through the what the Melchester streets, just as well, if anyone recognised my car, they might start chucking things at it. Oh, he's feeling very sorry for himself, isn't he? Fuck yeah, me. Yeah, he is. Uh, it says... Roy's home seemed cold and bleak without Penny and the twins. And the, the, oh. the, there's no lights on in his living room. It's kind of a blue wash over the whole picture. It's just dark and grim. And he's got his suitcase in one hand, his briefcase in the other. And he's thinking, ah, oh, well, at least I'll soon be seeing some of the old familiar faces again. They all hate me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Who could blame them? I was a cunt to all of them. But if I was given my time again, I'll tell you this, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> it's a marathon and not Next a sprint. Next question. Oh, no, hang on. I'm thinking all this in my old head. There is no other questions. Anyway. I'll come on anyway. 
over at the back page <laughs> towards the end of the week Roy's all-star team began to arrive at the Melchester training ground and it's uh, Jeff Giles who turns up first possibly hung over look at his tie <laughs> his tie's hanging down he's fucking I came up. straight from the casino Roy <laughs> this game isn't isn't a proper fixture so I give absolutely no fucks anyway I I live in my car now anyway the wife got the house and everything else she won't let me see the kids so I live in my car but I spend a huge amount of time in the casino uh, they don't seem to mind me sleeping in the toilets after hours some nights I'm up some nights I'm down it kind of evens out it's okay it's kind of a life <laughs> I don't need friends or a wife I've got myself and my paintings. Do you want to see them? They're in the boots of the car. Lots <laughs> of them are of you, Roy. No, I do not want to see your paintings, Jeff. That's Please. where I do them. I sit in the boot of the car with the lid up and I do the paintings. <laughs> and I and I paint you. I paint you, Roy, in your pretty clothes. <laughs> with your happy family, your happy life. Sometimes I go, I park up near your house and I watch you through the window and I paint a picture of what the life in the race household is like. Sometimes I start painting myself all over my face. I don't know why. <laughs> it just feels right. It's a kind yeah, of expression. Listen, uh, uh, that's all very good. Now, did you bring your boots? <laughs> and what Jeff actually says is, Roy, you old son of a gun. How are things at Walford? Uh, Roy says, don't ask me, Jeff. Walford isn't a very popular word around here at the moment. Uh, so then they're having a bit of a practice match on the training ground at Melchester uh, Gilesy sticks it in the back of the net he's not wearing his spectacles while he plays which is good uh, good one Gilesy says one of the other players uh, Roy thinks nothing wrong with Jeff though he's become an even better player since he went to Melbourne well you shouldn't have fucking sold him then should you you sold him and then you brought in Nat Gosden who was even older who we him. haven't heard from Nat cut in a while died. either have we yeah. it's his former Melchester centre back Lofty Peak also showed flashes of his old skills as he heads a ball down into Racy's path and she says give it the rocket Racy which Racy duly does but Tubby Morton well I don't think that's Tubby Morton that looks like a quite a slim goalkeeper uh, saves it with his left hand palms it over the bar oh save Tubby says another player uh, Roy won't let this go will he he thinks to himself the kind of save that made him worth his place in the Melchester side but the directors couldn't see it <laughs> <laughs> why am I not still the manager here for fuck's sake um, there we go and uh, Jeff says pity you didn't score Roy Vernon Elliott has just turned up <laughs> he'd have wanted to see you score <laughs> um, uh, Vernon takes to the pitch in his track suit he says hi Roy have you heard the news here it comes close up Vernon says Melchester have just announced the name of their new manager they've appointed Blackie Grey to take your place as player manager oh. and Roy just says what 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 uh, 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 uh. yeah They've done W dash H dash A dash A dash A dash T, which to me reads what? And then it's close up with Roy just looking solemn, and he just thinks, uh, So that's it then. Now there really is no going back. Melchester have got a new manager, 
and my future's at Walford. Well, and Blackie Gray, my former friend and right hand man, is a fucking joke, Judas prick. A fucking scab. He took my fucking job when he said he wouldn't. I mean, you know, I'm sure Blackie Gray would just hand it back over to him in a heartbeat, but whatever. Well, um, maybe that's what will happen. Yeah. Um, we'll Roy's see. face in this last thing is like. Like you said earlier, there's a lot of symbolism in this issue because mm. earlier on they had half his face shadowed as he wrestled with his demons. Yeah. Um, now he's got uh, like his whole face is got like the the sun the sun is setting and there is a sort of a red mm. light all there's over his face, so he he looks properly demonic, like he he's sort of in the in the bowels of hell. Mm. And it looks like he's turned into evil, Roy. And actually, his facial features have changed quite significantly too. Yeah, haircuts a little bit more uh, short trim than mm. it was before. But uh, there you go. It says next week, Roy's All Star Team versus Melchester Rovers. That'll be good. Marks out of ten for that. Um, let's give it a nine. All right, I'm going to give it nine and a half because yeah. of the introduction of the secretary. Um, so that's that we'll be back with more next time and we'll see what happens in that match so there we are thank you very much and goodbye yes goodbye everyone goodbye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.